Yo, give me one second. Gotta get everything set up. You guys want to hop on stage with us? Feel free to. I'm probably going to change the name of this because, like, honestly, it should just be a shit on FTX space or shit on SBF. Not not necessarily FTX, but, like, SBF and all that stuff. So, um, PP, welcome up, man. Happy Friday. What's as, up, man? As... I just want to hop up here and say... Uh, enjoyed your stream last night. <laughs> oh it was uh, really good. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, dude, that was I like. I honestly had a blast <laughs> doing it. It sounded like maybe something you forget about. You know, I I had a blast doing it though. Like that was a ton of fun because I forget that you know while um, you're streaming you you're. Was uh, I couldn't tell. Were you drunk or high or just having a lot? Uh, I I might have had a Delta Eight earlier that evening before I started streaming, and you know it might have just added to the uh, the comedy and the quality of the content a little bit. So um, I enjoyed it though. I, I do have to ask, so anything as far as, like, the audio side of it that you would have switched up, like, with, you know, uh, like, forget the playlist, but music, whatever else? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you about that uh, later, but I was going to kind of talk to you about the setup that we're using for our spaces. It's a super cheap audio mixer. It actually comes with a really good mic. Uh, Bog has one. And you're able to mix your audio straight in. Uh, this would work on iPhone or like Mac or PC or whatever you were doing. I would say the music was very faint. I would pop the music up a little Good bit. Good to know. Good to um, know. But one cool thing that this mixer does. One cool thing that this mixer does that we have is it's got kind of like a backtrack. So like if you have music pumping, it'll automatically lower itself when you start talking. So. Like you can set a vibe and it'll like automatically adjust as you talk. It actually sounds really good. It's interesting because I, I actually heard the music pretty loud yesterday. Um, really? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just sensitive on my. Uh, Mac well, bro, did you did you hop up, in but... during the Nickelback portion or earlier? <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay, I did. because like the Nickelback <laughs> portion, I blared it because everybody was shitting well, on also... my music. No, they were shitting on like the Jack Johnson playlist and all that type of stuff. So. I was like, all right, like, do you want more music? I will put it on Nickelback, and I'm just going to blare this. <laughs> like, for, for some reason, that just made the most sense at that point in time. <laughs> I thought it would be the hilarious. funniest thing. I, barely, I nearly died laughing. I would say, like, even if, like, even though it was your first stream, you did have some riffraff in there, I would suggest getting a mod. Because, like, the <laughs> chat was... And that's the thing, too, like, why I didn't really try to hype it up too much. You know, I started off with, like, 18 people that were watching that I guess just subbed last year. And then, you know, it started off nice. Nobody was really saying anything in the chat. So I was like, okay, I'll do a really just vague late-night tweet about it. So I did it, and, you know, I ended up getting a couple hundred people in there throughout most of it. And at that point, with a couple hundred started reaching the point, like you said, where there was, you know, a little bit more riffraff in the discourse for the chat box. And it's like, okay, I, I definitely need to uh, figure out 
how to upgrade a few people on there yeah. as mods. No, I'd, be to, I'd be more than happy to help you out, man. Just reach out. That's, that's what I do full-time is video production, so more than happy to. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you know, I was looking at it, like, thinking about um, getting a, like, a roadcaster, whatever that is. I know a lot of people have that set up, so. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. It's very similar no, to the board. I think you that we do that more often, bro. Like, uh, yeah, like I, with fire. Yeah, like it, it, just you being on point, just being able to move around your computer and click buttons. I think it, it helps you, you know, convey the message a little bit more effectively as it, apart from, you know, a Twitter space, right? And then people are actually interacting with you at the same time. Like, the, I, I'm actually excited to see maybe from what I've heard that. Twitter might be implementing something like that down the road, but for right now, that Twitch is a fire way to Ooh, make some content, bro. Yeah. One thing I, I thought about, Kalea, is like when you're doing those, like if you had some sort of mixer, and I think the one that we have would work, like you could honestly do a Twitch stream and a Twitter space at the same time. So basically, you could do what you're doing now, um, but also stream your screen and also pump in. This other speakers as a like an audio source to the Twitch stream, and just do like a hybrid. I think it would be really dope. Yeah, you know, PP, I've done that before. So here's the thing: I think that it's like a decent way of going about it for like the interview conversation type format. Because I did that last year. Like, I, I don't think you followed me back then, but you know, '80s was around. You probably saw it a couple times when I tried it out, when I would do both, right? And nobody else really did anything like that at the time because I just had my computer pick up or, you know, I had spaces on in the background of the PC and um, I, I just had Streamlabs pick up the PC audio. So, you know, it ended up carrying over to it. But it was kind of tough because, you know, then not everybody that was a speaker was able to interact with the screen or see what was going on with it. And, you know, it didn't make as much sense like that. But I, I don't know, man, because I'm thinking about it. Like, if you're just sitting there talking into the void, is it really? But, yeah, anyway, man, you know, like, how how is everybody making it right now? It's, you know, it's been a tough, tough past few days. So I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm down bad, not because of FTX, but apparently I missed out on this uh, awesome Twitch stream last night. So, <laughs> dude, I don't even know if you can go back and watch it. Like, do, they, do these stay recorded? Like I said, man, I'm down bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you have to click an option to like have it viewable later. But it's, I think it's on by default, if I'm not mistaken. Bro, let's see this. I will go to my profile right now, and we'll see whether or not it actually was on the channel. I, like, I'm so bad at Twitch, it took me a couple minutes to even find my channel. Um, yeah, okay, it looks like it is not a... Well, yeah, it's not up. It's only somebody did, like, a little snip. So there is 26 seconds of content on there for anybody that wanted to watch it. 26 seconds but dude i'm telling you like it, it was a blast i really enjoyed having you guys up there and in it like so i, I I'll, I'll definitely keep it up and do it again like you said i just need to figure out a few of the nuances but it was a test stream so 
just do another few test streams and kind of keep tweaking it a little bit. But, you know, definitely something that I'm going to do a lot more going forward. I just, you know, I think that there's a lot of potential with that. Like, not that I'm going to stop doing spaces, but, you know, I think a little combination of both is, you know, it'll be fun. It, it, I think it will be fun, too, and a combination of both until we get something a little bit better. Um, and, PP, if you don't mind, uh, what's up, brother? I'm 80s, by the way. Um, it, if it's cool, could I DM you and ask you a couple questions? Sounds like you know a little bit more about what we're trying to do in Room 110, and I'd like to maybe uh, ask you a few questions, if you don't mind. I'm always good for a good brain picking, bro. I just uh, followed you, so just uh, reach out. be happy to help. Uh, but Appreciate to answer, you, brother. Yeah, answer your question, Kalea. Like, I, I'm doing okay from the fallout. I, I, um, I saw a meme the other day. It's like the middle bell curvers were the least affected by this and um, Luna, because like the lower bell curve got affected by Luna, and then like the upper tier bell curve got affected by FTX. But the people who were just like, you know, skeptical of everything, didn't get affected by both and i'm falling i'm always middle bell curving everything so i'll actually came out okay uh, on this but it is interesting to see the contagion fallout from all this yeah man it's it's absolutely insane 80s how about yourself sir no i was gonna say you know the cascading event that's ensuing right now it's like you know it, it, uh, there's not many words that i can offer to many people right now other than just like if you need somebody to reach out to and Hit me up, man. Um, that I did want to ask you, because um, I have not checked personally. Um, I was going to do that this weekend, but I, I'm pretty sure it's similar. What about the NFTs we dropped on FTX? Are those gone too now? So I, I wouldn't see a reason why those wouldn't be, but I would withdraw them as soon as possible right now. You know, I'm not sure exactly what they have or have not shut down yet. So, um you know, last that I checked, like I, I had some uh, change on FTX US that I took out of there this morning and I didn't have an issue with it. Um, I, I'd already removed the majority of the FTX US side of the funds um, a couple of days ago, right after all this started. But, um, you know, I, I think like the FTX US referrals, bro, like it's absolutely, you know, nothing. I think I'd get like, eight or 10 bucks, um, on a day. And so I, I just looked at that and for the experiment side of it, it was like, okay, well, you know, this change came in, let me see if I can withdraw it and withdrew it. Didn't have an issue with it this morning. Um, but I also did another test yesterday where I sent like just $110 to my FTX block folio um, account and I tried the ACH withdrawal and the ACH withdrawal kept giving me an error message with like Stripe account not found. And from what I could tell at the time, this is before, you know, the bankruptcy, whatever filings, like that's actually a pretty common occurrence with any organization or entity whenever they're, you know, experiencing just a massive flood, you know, it's like, going to a web page domain that just doesn't have the capacity whenever a viral moment happens and, you know, you show up and it's like, air for, you know, it, you can't go to it. You can't access it. Same type of thing with that. So I tried 
the wire withdrawal. Um, the reason why I sent 110 bucks is because like $100 is the minimum that you can do for a wire withdrawal. So tried the wire withdrawal and it said it processed it. But when I did wire, anytime I've done wires out of there in the past, they're typically there within like a day. And so far, like I have not seen it yet. It's been one or I guess it's been just a little over a day. I tried that yesterday yesterday morning. Um, so I don't know, man, like that's something that's a little bit more disconcerting, but it also makes sense too, from the wire side of it, where, you know, a lot of those wires I think have to be manually processed. Um, so again, whenever you've got just this backlog and a shit show going on in the back office, I could understand how that could be pushed back. So haven't lost hope. The cash side is out yet, but what I think is the safest side still would be just to move your assets, you know, on chain. <laughs> so, you know, you've got USDC, whatever else, just withdraw it, <laughs> move it on chain. Um, I mean, heck, you could move it to Coinbase, um, like whatever other exchange you actually trust right now. But again, I think just keeping it on exchange, I mean, keeping it on chain would be or the safest thing that you could possibly do at the moment. And I didn't have any issue whenever I did that. So again, with the cash side of it, little bit of issues, but as far as like the crypto side, still didn't really encounter any issues yet. Haven't tried anything though, since, uh, I mean, it's been a few hours. And, uh, for the people who are just listening, this is Blockfolio, right? Yeah. It, which Blockfolio and FTX US, you know, it's same, same account, right? Like, so, um, so you, you talk about like trusting, uh, maybe like Coinbase or something like that, or somebody that you trust. Um, I mean, how can one like really put their faith in any kind of fucking trust right now in anything, you know, it's can tough, you speak man. on that? Dude, yeah. yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely say what I can, because I mean, I was taken completely off guard. You can look at it, dude, the entire industry was taken completely off guard by this, right? Like, you know, it's just something that... <laughs> I don't think uh, there, there are a few people that can say they saw something with this coming, but nobody saw the extent, right? Like, I don't care who you are. Nobody saw the extent of this. Um, you know, uh, you can go down the list of how everything was portrayed socially, you know, first off with, you know, that built up this layer and this ecosystem of trust. And it starts with like how SBF, um, you know, like for instance, the, the coin telegraph thing that I shared yesterday, he was ranked the number one most influential person in like F coin telegraph. I don't really take anything they say seriously, but still, you know, it shows perception, public perception. He was the number one ranked CZ was like the 51st ranked, right? Like he was the king of crypto. You know, he was the golden child. You know, he made relationships with the GOAT, Tom Brady, with Steph Curry, right? You know, these other sexy endorsements. You know, he had politicians in his back pocket. He seemed to care. He was donating, you know, forget the political side of things, which, you know, he was donating on the political side of things, which still makes you think, okay, like, this guy can't be involved in too much shit if he's, like, in that close with politicians. And, you know, obviously, they can go either. But anyway, like... It just, it, it, it blows my mind, man. You know, the other initiatives that they did as far as, 
you know, they were always one of the first ones on the scene. Like I think back to um, the Kobe Twitch streams when before they really started up only, right? When Kobe would just get on and like Melope and, um, you know, Cameron Ferguson, some of those people where they'd get up and they went through and did these streams and who were the first people to match them? Like FTX, SPF, right? Like they just built up such a solid reputation that just slowly over the past six months, I feel like has started to erode away. And, you know, I, I just chalked that up to the fact that I'm like, well, you know, you're the hero of one cycle. You're the villain of the next people's bags are down bad. It is what it is. Like they've got a sound mind. They'll fight through this, but then they fucked us. And, and it, yeah, man. So it sucks. So as far as building trust and finding like, you know, how do you handle this next? I, I, I think that just, you know, I want to be really careful as far as trying to do as much due diligence as possible with like this greater level of transparency that's going to have to become just a complete industry standard after this. I think that may be one silver lining. So hopefully we get a little bit more transparency. Um, but yeah, man, yeah. it's tough. I think the most harmful thing that's happened from this is it set the industry back years, if not, I mean, a long time. You know, we were just getting to the point where people were starting to be like, oh, crypto is mainstream. Like, we can trust this. This is like what we're familiar with. But I think this incident alone, like, if you're outsider looking in, you're like, I'm not going anywhere near that space. And it's just very unfortunate. So question on that, PP, how many people have you met that has actually heard of it? Because I, I brought it up at work and literally even the people that I've gotten into crypto, like on the side, even they haven't heard about it yet. I've had several people reach out to me because I was like, I, like I live in a small town and like all the people that like know about crypto always like text me or like reach out to me about stuff. And, um, yeah, they read. They've. I've had several people reach out to me about it, but um, yeah, I just think it's it's a bad look, even if you weren't affected. Um, and honestly, with the amount of people who were like putting money in FTX, I think this contagion is probably going to spread over in uh, traditional finance, and like as well as as time ticks on. It's just sad. I think a lot of people too. Like uh, I've had my my wife's mother reached out too. She's like, "What the hell happened?" Because we were talking about you know maybe getting her invested in some cryptos too. My dad from across the uh, my stepdad from across the country um, reached out to me. I had a couple friends in Peru reach out to me, and they're nowhere near even plugged in. So I think I think this is making waves. You know, as far as information is being. It, it, it's not good as far as like the public sentiment, like us that are plugged into this know, you know, the long term, right? The whole zoom out meme. It, it's a reality though, because we are plugged into it. But the average people that have been skeptical or have been thinking about it for quite some time, I, I, I think it's going to take a massive push from people like us, the innovators with pure intentions that, that are going to have to change the, the landscape moving forward for getting those outside investors back in. Well, you said it last night. No, too. definitely, man. Um, like, right, go uh, ahead. Like, yeah, you said it last night best. Like, 
if this didn't happen, we'd be in like 25, 26 K range or like, and ETH would probably be above 2000 just because of everything that's going on. But like, this is like the worst time this could possibly happen. Yeah. I mean, you can say coulda, shoulda, woulda all day, but I mean, I, I really just don't see how anybody can think and believe anything differently. Right. You know, like with equities literally having their best day after the CPI, uh, print on record in the past like two years since literally the rebound of the v reversal for the covid crash right like there's no way and bitcoin was just breaking out versus it entering into the weekend like i really think that momentum was going to continue forward right like why not you know tech stocks outperformed um (laughs) outperformed uh spx and you know, it's just one of those things where people were fl- flocking back a little bit more to the uh, risk-on side of things. You've got Dixie plummeting. And, you know, like all these, you know, uh, kind of what traditionally would have been the perfect combo for just this squeeze higher. And, you know, who knows, like, if all that happened, it's one of those things where I, I still have trouble. I want to be careful, and I think it's not – very helpful to resent anyone for the way that this went down, right? It's easy to sit there and blame CZ, right? Because you can sit there and say, what if all day, right? You can say, well, we'd be at 25K right now and ETH might be at 2K and, you know, all this shit. And that means FTT might have ended up bouncing back a little bit. And hey, maybe some of these other, you know, maybe they had um, loans collateralized also in Bitcoin, and ETH and, and Soul and this and that. And if all these bounce back, well, maybe they would have been fine. And, you know, then maybe also volumes ticked up and they would have generated enough revenue. You know what? You can say maybe all day, but also maybe not, right? Like maybe it just pushes the problem back and it ends up growing bigger and it ends up falling out later and hurting more people. So as much as it freaking sucks, it's like... You know, one way or the other, I feel like it was almost inevitable because what it feels like really happened here is that they were trying to gamble their way out of a mess, right? And there's no guarantee when you try to gamble your way out of a mess, there's a good chance that like whatever got you into that mess in the first place, the same type of approach, you might end up back there again and you're going to keep gambling. Yeah. Especially if they're supposed to be like one of the most trusted people in the space, we need to get them out of the space as fast as effing possible. So, yeah, it happened. It sucks. Uh, it's going to take some time to rebuild. Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys think there might be any push for actually good regulation to occur now they're based on what we've seen about- happen? They're talking about backing the the bill that Sam fucking uh, backed with uh, the senators, uh, um, the regulation bill. Um, I'll pin it up here to the top so you guys can read it. But, yeah, they're talking about doing that right now. The same shit that he backed. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I want to see what more of the highlights are on that because, honestly, like, I read in detail his proposal. Where Where is it? I've got it up somewhere. I might have closed it out on, you know, yeah, like I downloaded it, copied, pasted it. And the funny thing is leading up to this, 
right before the whole thing happened, I actually had like something written up on his proposal that he had for crypto, DeFi, regulation, all of that. But I'm not sure how much of that was actually included in the bill and how much of it was just suggested for another thing. Oh, yeah, it's the possible digital assets industry standards, right? So like I read through this entire thing and hey, there were some things that I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of understand the logic with this. But, you know, frankly, what I was going to say about it is, I respected him trying to do whatever. And this is when I was ignorant, you know, but I was like, I don't think that he really got it right here. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I was sitting there still thinking like, well, there's no way this guy really wants to do anything too detrimental to the industry with the way that he's approaching everything. But like, fuck, man, at this point, I mean, who knows? Like, he really might have. It just... It's tough. It goes to back to that anything. trust, man. It goes back to that trust. How can you even trust anything that he touched anymore? It's it's hard, man. It's hard. Yeah, man. It's it's really really difficult. So I don't know. I mean, it's just it, it's definitely a mess, you know. And it's gonna take longer to unwind, unfortunately. But um, you know, here here again, I think is the silver lining. And I talked about it on the space last night. Like, I, I don't even think it's really worth it right now, at least from my side of things. Like, bro, I'm not really looking at any charts right now. I'm not going to say Bitcoin's going to be higher or lower or what price it's going to be in the next month. Like, I have no idea because as all this plays out, right? Like there are a lot of things that we just don't know right now that are bigger than ourselves. And, you know, one of the things I said during the space was talking about a liquidation cascade. Like think back to the BitMEX days, right? Where when BitMEX um, during, uh, let's see, it was the COVID crash, you know, it was just tanking down and it looked like there was no bottom until Arthur basically pulled the plug and stopped Mex from um, continuing to just liquidate these positions and the market ended up recovering pretty quickly from that. But, you know, it, it crashed. So I'm looking at this just as a liquidation cascade on a slower scale, right? Because it takes time for a lot of these numbers to actually go back and, you know, people to know what the damage actually is, assess it. And then after, you know, they're hurt, well, then guess what? They may hurt somebody else. So it just is a slower process for the same liquidation cascade think that one way or the other will end up oversold and you know we'll end up bouncing back but when and how you know like it, it there's no way of saying that anybody can know right now what, what are the other alternatives that you could see maybe a path forward in the future outside of the central exchanges for the masses I don't know if you're on mute or not, but. Oh, yeah, shoot, I was muted. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So let's see. I, I think a lot of it just goes back to what we were talking about earlier. We're just increasing the level of transparency. Proof of funds, I think, is going to be huge, right? Like, you know, the same type of thing where everybody remember whenever Tether back in the day, one of their biggest gripes that a lot of people had against them was that there was no way to be able to prove their assets. And you know, that became this whole legal deal. And now, you know, ended up tracing back and they've got to show proof of reserves and, you know, keep that 
completely. So I, I think something like that, man, has to be an industry standard basically going forward. Um, and obviously, you know, that doesn't mean that like, here's the thing with crypto that attracts people to a lot of the places that don't necessarily have that is, you know, there might be some type of ARB opportunity or this or that. So, right. Like, you know, people are going to gamble where they can, but at the end of the day, man, what it goes back to, and I think what this really reminds us more than anything else is what I learned like on day number one, whenever I list Andreas on Antonopoulos back in the day, you know, when I first learned about, you know, Bitcoin, anything else, not your keys, not your coin, right? Like it is a healthy reminder. I think that we just got so complacent that the system built itself big enough that nothing can fail, that we kind of forgot about that. And there were a lot of people that have just, you know, a, never really been raised in that mentality or that have had it that just think that it's irrelevant now. And I don't think that's the case. I think that you know, it's a healthy reminder at the end of the day, like that's one of the benefits, um, one of the huge value propositions of Bitcoin, right? You know, is the self-custody um, and avoiding the centralization side of it. So, you know, I, I think it's a healthy reminder to remember that. I think also ease of access too, that, that got people complete. Uh, at a high level of complacency, I would say, um, with the ease of access with central exchanges, I mean, it's just boom, boom, done. Uh, there's a few more steps to go, you know, to hold the not your keys, not your wallet type deal. But I think that's where a lot of us need to grow from, too, on top of that and have that reminder. You're absolutely right. Man. It's a kick yeah. in the nuts, but it is what it is, you know. Honestly, I think it was less of ease of access for FTX and it was more... Uh, just based on trust like you had trusted figures as in like Tom Brady Steph Curry like all these people knew and loved like were just standing up for this platform and for uh, SBF as a whole um, it just really huh. sucks I mean you had you had like me and you had Kobe you had Ledger you know you had cred crypto cred like you had a lot of other people that you know, it, it just like I, I like I, I said it a lot during the space. Like, I really do have a high standard with who I trust. And yeah, man, you know, it, you know, obviously, so from the depths of CT all the way up to the likes of TB, you know, Tom Bray, it just ah, it's wild, man. So I, I'm surprised. So 80s, you said that you have had a lot of or a few people that your wife has talked to that's asked what the hell's going on, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, and like I said, last night, I had a person from Peru, this guy I met while I was down there. We keep in touch and he's you know, in the fucking mountains. He texted me last night. He's like, what the hell's going on with crypto? Because, you know, obviously I was showing him on crypto the whole time I was there, too, like an asshole. Now I feel bad, but it is what it is. And yeah, a lot of people, man, from all over. Well, you know what I'm going to try to do here in a second? So I am going to try to get on. I, I'm pretty positive I still have a few stonks um, on the uh, FTX US site. So just for the sake of all y'all, everybody in there, I will check that out and do what I can to see what it looks like processing that withdrawal. Um, I'll let you know here in a bit. 
appreciate that. Good luck, man. Oh yeah, but we're all you know, biting it, our nails, <laughs> waiting. Yeah, I could have swore I saw something like earlier today where it said like NFTs were still like working or something like that. But I've never worked with NFTs on FTX. So I don't really know much more. Yeah, uh, I think another thing to think about like the NFT front is the contagion from all this. You got to think, and you know, I don't know how many projects have came forward about it, um, but like what projects held their entire, you know, treasury on FTX or Blockfolio or, um, yeah, it's just sucks. Man. Yeah, it seems to be a talk of the morning right now on NFT Twitter. A lot of, I've seen a lot of tweets this morning. Um, I know Pond's just released from the frogs that they're completely safe and they don't do any of that. It's their keys, obviously. Penguins are um, safe. I've already, I've already like checked it, so we're good. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I think you know if your founder is super quiet right now, uh, maybe something to look into. All right, I do have one. Let's see. I'm gonna go ahead and try this one right here. Let's see how it works. Um, so let's see, Husker. Um, you said that you haven't had anybody reach out to you that yet, though. That's kind of surprising, man, because I won't lie. Like, I've had so many people that have reached out to me that didn't even know I was involved in – or actually, better said, I've talked to a lot of my friends that, you know, actually work in corporate jobs right now and that they do know – or, you know, they, they've said that it's been a huge point of conversation in offices right now. Yeah, that might be the difference between me and you. Like, I don't work in corporate finance or anything close to it. So that might be one reason why, like, even I'm known as, like, the guy in crypto, like, in my workspace. But literally, I even, like, talked to one of the guys that I've gotten into crypto. And, like, he hadn't heard about it. And no one else, like, seemed to even pipe up at all. So I need more friends like yours, Husker. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's great in times like these, but really bore, boring during the uh, bull runs when, like, you're super hyped and, like, no one gives a shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've experienced that time or two. Kalea, well, I have I'm to a, have my uh, penguin friends. I'm uh, about to grab some breakfast with the family, but pleasure talking to you, man. Hopefully everybody... Oh, wait. Shit, shit. Before you go... What's up? I just tried withdrawing my uh stonk and it said nfts are temporarily undergoing maintenance oh, here we go. fucking go fuck <laughs> us right I, I, I have like go ahead and put the tweet out kalia yeah, yeah fire ribbons you can get some uh engagement if you screenshot that right now <laughs> oh yeah you're right i will go ahead and do that because like people deserve to know what's going on like, it's not even about the engagement. It's about, like, letting people know what the hell is happening. Like, it sucks. Um, before I hop off here, love you guys. Everybody's listening. If you're going through a hard time, feel free to DM me. DMs are open. Uh, take care. Appreciate, Appreciate you coming up, man. See you. What's up, guys? What's going on? What's up, man? So I heard you guys saying about corporate offices. So I work in a corporate office, and everybody's asking me if I'm okay. I'm like, yeah, I am. There's this thing called a short button. <laughs> so 
Uh, but I mean, people know and they're talking about it, right? Like, do they know you as the either, you know, the crypto guy or the NFT guy? Or are you very vocal about that? Or is no. it just something? One, one guy told asked me one day, hey, if you're about crypto, and I just kind of looked up and I'm like a little bit. And it kind of turned into people knowing me that I had crypto. And then, uh, yeah, so I kind of came to go to guy about market analysis, which I'm like, dude, you're in the wrong fucking place asking me. But um, I did warn some people about like, hey, you might want to take some off your table if you're in 401ks. But this was like prior 20, like before the COVID drop where I was like, yo, something's coming. So, but yeah, lots changed since then. Uh, So what I'm curious about is what do they all think about it, right? Because, you know, we we have our echo chamber that is crypto Twitter or NFT Twitter, whatever the hell plug, you know, niche corner you're plugged into. I feel like we have a little different understanding of this and a little bit of a different place than a lot of other people that are, you know, the outsiders, because we know a lot of the people that have been involved with all this we've seen it all grow and we've seen it come crashing down so from an outsider's point of view you know what are you hearing from just the people that have heard about the fallout but aren't really you know too on too much on the inside the the sad part about it really is um the people that are close to retirement and have like been relying on like oh i have this much money in my 401k and all that stuff like i have a few people like in that you know 55 60 range and they're and I tell them don't look at don't look at your amount right now. It's just you're just gonna you know it's not good for you. And like one lady's like I wish I would when you asked me or when I when I asked you to sell and you didn't say anything. I wish I would have sold. Uh, but you know nobody knows nobody knows. I can't tell you I knew. I just said hey, you know risk management's good. But you know I'm a dad, two kids, so I'm a little careful sometimes. But I did tell people to you know get some corn today so you know, stacking sats <laughs> yeah I, you, you know. know hey that is something that i will continue to say though right like my my biggest thing throughout all of this is continue to be in the heart of the bear market right like what do you want to actually stack like the shit coins everything else they're for trading right but what you actually want to stack at the end of the day is bitcoin like i'll throw ethereum in that basket too Right. Like Bitcoin ETH, like that's what I focus on actually stacking for the, you know, and it's I I think that still in this price range. Right. You know, after this contagion, after this fallout, again, I'm not sure how low it'll go, but, you know, I, I do believe that we will end up back higher from here. It's just a matter of, you know, when and what that looks like. Um, But, you know, if you've got a multi-year time horizon with this, I I have a hard time believing that it's not something that will eventually recover, right? Like Bitcoin has died so many times that it can't die again, right? Like it, it, what's dead cannot die. And, you know, one group of assholes that like to have an orgy in the Bahamas that, you know, built up this treasure trove and war chest and built this public image is not going to kill Bitcoin. Right, like, yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, and I think like with all cycles, everybody ends up coming back to Big Mama, right? Big Mama Bitcoin or Big Papa Bitcoin. So it's just you know it's part of the cycle that everybody just 
you know, flocks back to the original state of crypto, I think, which is, you know, stacking sets. But it's, you know, it's, it's cool to watch, like, I'm a mental health professional. So it's cool to watch all like the, the chaos that's happening right now. And for me, like, in my background, I've been known to like manage chaos. And yeah, right now it's chaos and I'm trying to stay cool. So it's, it's, it's an interesting time. Not sure how accurate this above image that I, uh, but a listener in here just reached out to me. And uh, so we should take a look at it. I think it's pretty interesting to see how far the tentacles do actually go. Jesus Christ. What's going on, guys? I'm not even going to ask how you guys are doing. It's been a while. Doing well, man. You know that... What I hated, I was trying to say something to you. Two seconds ago, he said, "Freaking!" I was muted the whole time that I was talking. <laughs> it's funny, um, but yeah, doing well, Easel. It's one of those things where I just think that you can't stress about what you can't change. And as difficult as it is, and I understand, right? Like you know, it sucks. I I was really impacted by this as well, and it's just something that like I can't. You know, if you just sit there and you you focus on what happened, you know, you're not going to be able to do anything about what's going to happen to you down the road, right? Like, you still have that control. You have the ability to be able to come out of this stronger. It's a matter of just being able to buckle down and having that mental fortitude, as difficult as that may be, right? Like, I believe everything in life happens for a reason. I'm a huge believer of that. And, you know, like Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, those who have been called according to his purpose. Like, I believe that with my whole heart, right? You know, so sometimes I believe things happen in your life that may humble you, ground you, you know, force you to reevaluate, change course. And you can sit there and say, well, damn, that sucks. My entire life was ruined. Or you can celebrate it in a way that says, man, this may be difficult, but there's something better on the other side. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I love that. You know, in times like this, you know, we want to try to be compassionate for people's situations, but that's like the, the most realist and God's honest truth that you just spit right now. Kick the dirt off your shoulders. Get the fuck up. It's time to get back to work. And, 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 And in any situation in life, whether you lose your net worth or whether you break your neck like I did seven years ago. Don't let anything fucking stop you, man. Keep going. Don't ever stop living this life to your full potential. There's going to be hardships along the way. There's going to be trauma along the way. There's going to be collapses that happen out of fucking nowhere. But you know what? We are resilient human beings and we're here for a reason. Shine on. That's what's up. That's what's up, uh... I want to. I want to say a little something to the situation. I've been off Twitter completely. You know, been doing a lot on the backside. Obviously, every day, you know, watching the markets and stuff like that, but not really communicating with anybody. Obviously, with this happening, you know, I wanted to come by and say what up. And this, um, you know, when you go through through shit in life, you know, it feels bad. Like this time, it feels bad. Luna, you know, it sucked, but it's like, you know, it's a shit going. Um, but this, this feels bad. 
you know, knowing people that lost money and shit like that, and it's it's tough. Um, yeah, sometimes you go through shit in life, and, and it's hard. And when you least expect it, it gets harder. Like when you're already down, something else comes up, or when you're about to come up, boom, you get slammed back down. And as dark as it gets, in those moments of doubt and fear, you know, because it's the unknown. What are you going to do now? What's going to happen? You know, like, shit. Well, as long as you're breathing, you know, and you, you, you can move an arm. You know, you have an opportunity to, you know, do it again. And that is all there is. As much as it sucks, you either stay down or you get up. Like, there's nothing else in between. And obviously, if you get if you get up and you try again, you'll see the light. But it sucks. It sucks. It fucking sucks. But it does get better. Like, it does. It does. I mean, I, I, I like to say it does get better. And, you know, if you stuck around and you still have some, you know, some giving you. What, what I would say is sometimes the pain, it gives you a little bit like a bitter edge on execution. Like, especially like, with, I don't, I'm not a fan of leverage trading. I do it, but I'm not a fan of it. I traded spot for who knows how long. I remember trading link and being like, wow, this is awful. And KNC was like no volume, right? That's how I learned how to trade. But it's just one of those things when you're able to take hits, you know, kind of, you get a better idea of when to get in and out and how much, how much pain you can take. So, you know. Losses aren't bad if you just don't blow yourself completely up. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, whatever I did with my spread, I had like 1500 bucks left from the last run. So it sucks, but you can come back up. Thank you. I think the hardest thing also when, when this type of hit is when you do everything right, you are doing what you got to do. You're working hard. And because somebody else, you get to pay, you know, similar to, to an accident or something, you know, an asshole came and hit you. That is a little harder than you making a mistake. Uh, and obviously FTX, you know, market this shit out, out of the exchange. It was the exchange for the new guy. Uh, so it sucks even more in that way. Hey, Cleo, thanks for hosting this space, man. I got to grab some lunch, but uh, much love to everyone up here and in the crowd. Much love, Husk. Yeah, no problem, man. Take it easy. Um, all right, Mr. DoorDash Driver. I was going to say it's going on. I'm about to have to really get that DoorDash job now. But um, <laughs> no, I, I would just give some advice uh, to people. Don't try to revenge trade this. Like the, the market is so predatory and it's just everyone's there's so much um uncertainty and you know just trying to trade right now is just asking for it like only the giga brains which is probably 99 percent, not us um <laughs> and just you know wait wait to see what comes of this we don't know what other firms are going to become insolvent or uh how many people had their treasuries on there um yeah i would just say don't make any rash decisions you took you took a hit it is what it is, but at the same time, I, I think opportunities are, are arising and stuff is starting to get to levels where it, it's 
it's at least looking interesting for me on the majors. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it for me. Appreciate that point of view, brother. You know, one last thing I'll say on the matter is is anybody that is involved in this or we're all involved in this because we're all in this space together. So if we know somebody, it's affecting us too. It's ripple effects, right? And I, I, I know the culture is show up, grind every day, but maybe take a couple of days off and just unplug from all the noise, all the shit, and blow over for a couple of days. Cause you know, there's going to be more coming up and our, our, our brains are going to just be continue to be overloaded. Maybe take a step back and have an, a fresh perspective of coming back in and maybe your sentiment might, you know, realign again with some kind of positive attitude. So that was just one last thing I wanted to say on that matter. Bro, I agree. You know, Hey, here's the positive about our wonkies being stuck on FTX US, you know, the ones we've got on there, it's just supply burn, right? We just have to find the uh, FTX Let's US go. address <laughs> and we can count the number of wonkies on there. We can just write them off for now and count that as a supply burn. So, no, I really hope not. You know, like, I I don't know. I'll look at it. Like, I, I, I want to talk and see. We'll see what all's stuck on there. I might I'll probably just say F it and say whoever has their stonks on there. I'm not even sure. Let's see how many are on there right now before I commit to anything. Okay, we've got 124 stonks. Oh, wow. Bro, I, that's, that's a lot more than I thought. We're that's a lot there. more than I thought, too. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know, bro. I will try my hardest, though. Oh, shit, man. We, there's, a, there's a guppy on there, too. Is that... B-Ways. That's B-Ways. That's got to be B-Ways. Shit, man. Yeah, man. Okay, so I was reading, though, something a second ago that was saying that right now there's a high chance it's just shut down because of the fact that, you know, they declared whatever and there was some shady shit with the NFTs going on last night. So I think that they might have shut down the NFT trading because a lot of people are using that to siphon funds over these bohemian accounts. Um. So I don't know. They may may just be a temporary and come back up type of thing because I really don't know at the end of the day why they wouldn't allow you to extract these NFTs, right? Like, what are they claiming? Like, how does that work as some type of collateral for them? Are they counting it? Like, there's no way, right? So I, I still have more hope than anything that these will be able to be withdrawn, that after the dust settles, they'll reach a point where they're like, okay, you can no longer trade these on here, but you can withdraw your assets. That's my assumption still for what's going to happen with these. So I'm really not counting as a full loss cause yet, but you know, if not, then um, I mean, if it is, then bro, I want to look at it and I'll like, I mean, hell, I'll, I, I want to be able to do some type of thing to be able to help whoever has their stonks on there. So I'll probably end up trying to, whether it's like, you know, one for every two stonks or whatever it is, I'll try to get a list of everybody that has it and can, you know, kind of prove their wallet and whatever else and, you know, send what I can to try to help people out with that because I hate seeing people that trusted you know, me that deposited stonks and put them on there that now have them stuck. So, you know, it's just not fair to be able to do that. So like, I'm going to do whatever I can for you guys that are in that situation, um, you know, for my collection and be able to help you guys out with that. So, you know, just 
Uh, it, I think it's going to be something where we'll just have to be patient, see exactly what that looks like still. You know, I, I think, again, just waiting for more communication from them on what the actual game plan is. I'll try to reach out to whoever I can there still. It's just it's been a shit show for them internally from what I can tell because they were all taken off guard too. Like imagine if your employer stabs you in the back, destroys equity that they convinced you to invest in there. We're paying you with equity. We're doing this and that, you know, ruin your name because you're now associated with this mess and you did nothing wrong yourself. You know, you were doing your hardest to bust your ass and work your, you know, work towards something toward this vision that you were sold and like what really incentivizes you to stick around and do anything else for them, right? When you're not even guaranteed your next paycheck. And, you know, I think that there are a lot of people that are in that situation. The people, a lot of the people that are still working right now and responding and doing anything are just doing it because like they have sympathy toward the situation, right? You know, they have, you know, a good moral compass. And I think that's what the average is for the person that's affected in there. They were affected the same or worse than we were. Right. Like, you know, it's a shit show at the top tiers, but, you know, when it goes down the list, it just, you know, there were a lot of other good people affected with this, even internally at FTX. Should have known it was a big red flag when they fucked us over on our uh, stonk of the FTX arena. Yeah, man, no joke. You're right. Amen. Preach it. (laughs) It was supposed to be up there. We were told and promised and got completely rugged. On that stock in the arena. So, yeah, you know, and I like, I'll, I'll put something out on the Discord about what we just talked about there, too, here in a bit, because, you know, I think that it's something important. I'm looking through, I'm kind of curious. I'm going to go through the collections and just see what all else is stuck on there right now, as far as some of the bigger name collections, too, because that's kind of interesting to me. Um, okay. <laughs> Board ape, there are 106 board apes on there. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Um, wow. It's pretty crazy, all like the tunnels that people have been going through. But um, did you see like one of their biggest like seed rounds was for uh, Yuga Labs? Yeah. Yeah, man. And, you know, that's something that I know that they're really. I don't know. That's something interesting to see because they said that they've got no assets on there. And then, you know, there are all these people that are showing screenshots of wallets with transactions where they've interacted with deposits. And I like, I know. So the FTX venture side did a big raise with ape, right. And with you go going into all of that. So who knows, what's actually happening there. But, um, you know, I know that there needs to be more clarity that they end up putting out there about the situation as well. So, um, and you know what, F it. Like, I, I said that a second ago. I, I looked at the number of stonks that are on there. Like, bro, I, I will one for one on anything that's stuck on the exchange right now. If we are not able to withdraw these and they end up getting to that point and they say you can't, like, I'll end up making people whole because it, it may not be the same stonk, the same quality, but there's just no reason not to with that. So, you know, we'll we'll figure that out when the time comes. But 
you know, worst case scenario, they're stuck on there. I, I give out more stonks to y'all and we sit there on a collection where the supply just reduced a little bit. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. I, I want to send a message to is like whoever's around and, you know, you feel like lost. A lot of times people are open to ask, answering questions. I mean, if sometimes you don't get your questions answered because there's so many bots in your DMs and you're just like suspicious activity. But yeah, I, I, for one, when people ask me questions in DM, like I'm always like, yeah, I'll give you what I know kind of thing. It's like, and make a community of friends. Don't make a community around a chain. That's what I'm going to say. It's very dangerous to make a community around a chain because of that thing rugs. It's hard to get out of the mentality that this community is behind you. And I, I, I think the Solana community is pretty awesome. I, I really do. But the thing is, is like when all this shit's happening, it's really hard to believe that it's actually getting affected. And 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 and, and then you realize until it's kind of a little too late. And yeah, it turns just, into that tribal mentality at that point. It's a, yeah. that constant reinforcing echo chamber. When in reality, it's a completely different picture. Yeah, and it's like, what did you say about my coins? And it's like, no, dude. It's like, hey, the whole ship is coming down. Chill. You know, and it, it, it's it's just a lot easier when you kind of have your friends that you talk about any kind of asset in crypto or anywhere and just build that little friendship where they're actually like looking out for each, each other. I mean, I have my little community and it's pretty awesome to be part of them because you you got the, the sweaty traders and you got the people that are like, hey, I don't know what's going on. What's happening? You're like, well, check this out. So, yeah, make friends. You they're around is just you know there's not going to be a lot of people around so you got a you got a few people to ask i mean kaleo's been running these spaces forever i kind of like i really like coming up here just because it's like very copacetic it's not this like argument back and forth no man we keep it real up here dude very chill always good pure intention vibes man dope love it not gonna lie with uh you know, with all this stuff and looking to be a builder in this space for a long time, you know, like I'm in my head leaning, preparing and doing little things to become part of this for, you know, for the long. Seeing shit like that for a moment, you know, it's, it's, uh, it sucks uh, because it, it, it delays things, right? Um, also, you know, talking about Solana before, having them back it up so much that at the end it ended up hurting it. And who the heck knows by the time it's all said and done uh, where everything is going to end up. But, you know, I still believe. Um, and I still have my, you know, I'm not talking about just the investing and buying Bitcoin, but creating and investing time in this space still believe so i think it, it is important to keep keep your head up and stay in the grind even if you know it takes some hits like this for the confidence of the space yep yeah. yeah. So, by the way, I was looking on there. It doesn't look like there's anything else that's too insane as far as what's stuck on there. There's like one stuck 
sucks their 11 pudgies that are stuck on there. And like, bro, there are some, like, there's one that I'm looking at that is a sexy ass. Actually, okay, that's not the one that's actually featured, but I mean, there's still 11 pudgies that are on there, which absolutely sucks to see. Um, and let's see what else we've got. Nine mutant apes. 735 parallel, but bro, parallel is like talking about pennies. 41 on-chain monkeys. Um, I'm not even sure what the floor is on an on-chain monkey right now, but I know that they were, you know, pretty popular at one point. Uh, 23 forgotten rune wizard cults. Um, three mebits. 12 Doodles, 5 Punks, 1 Cyber Kong, 12 Dead Fellas, 588 Crypto Kitty, which that, that's literally just pennies. So, yeah, man, like there's a decent amount on there. 31 Capsule House, and the biggest by far is the 106 Board Apes. So, you know, again, I don't see how they can't honor those, right? Like, there's no way that they took out any collateral against the nfts and the nfts you can literally look at like it's not something that's fungible right so you know that's the issue with the fungible token it's a lot easier to socialize the losses versus the nft it's like it has a very clear owner right so like how does that owner not get that back so i have a hard time seeing these not potentially you know not ending up opening up again whenever all the storm does clear and people being able to withdraw them. But I, I I almost bet that the apes, though, that there's a good chance that FTX actually owns a decent amount of those apes and that they bought them to try to, uh, like, kickstart trading on the platform. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, I bet you that those are probably employees or somebody inside that owns those, or at least a few of them. Yeah, they've got to be, man, because there's no way that people just – deposited 106 apes on there right like it's got to be some type of well hell they're not even listed they're just sitting on there not even listed so and there's some like pretty decent apes on there as well so that's kind of surprising um yeah so I don't know, man. It's been a crazy, crazy past few days. So, Andy's like, tell me something good. Like, what is something good that, you know, you've you've experienced this last week? Well, I've been sick all week. So, on top of this shit. Um, but something good this week is I am demoing my closet for my wife because our anniversary is in a couple weeks and she has been wanting a beautiful closet with a nice chandelier and made her happy to see our couple closet completely destroyed and um just excited to see her face whenever it's all done man um just want to make her happy so that was something good that came into my life this week love that man adrian what about you like tell me something good man you know i'm gonna say it's something good it's really good that these douchebags got washed out of the market like literally that's the best thing that you that could have happened you know, because it had gone too far, we're already suffering, and then they caused more suffering. So it's kind of one of those things like, yeah, it's probably going to get worse from the news that we hear, right? But at least 
you know, we pulled the the mask off of the Scooby Doo villain. You know what I mean? It, it it at least that's finished. You know where it goes from here, we don't know. But I think that's really positive news for for crypto is that at least a big that that was the biggest popper in the midst of our you know adventure, and he just got caught. I think that's really positive. Love that, man. Love that. So, Easel, what about you? Tell me something good. Ooh, something good this week. Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. I get up every day. For me, every day is good. It's hard to pick out, you know, a little thing of it. I'm just happy that I get up. I'm able to walk, able to drive. Just enjoy life, to be honest. I talk to people. I smile. I feel like every day is good. Besides this bullshit. Everything is great. Love to hear it, man. You know, that's the way that I look at it too, right? Like it is, you know, if you sit there and focus on all the shit that goes wrong, right? You're never going to be able to do anything right. So you've got to look past it, focus on what you can, you know, on what you can do and then work with it from there. So you know, that's kind of where I've been and, that's, you know, from all the bad, that's the good that I'm taking out of this is that, hey, you know, like it, there, it, it's a different path. It's going to look different than what I ever, you know, pictured <laughs> from a week ago. But, you know, like I'm excited for it. I also, you know, another good thing, too, bro, I finally like, you know, did that test stream last night and I had a blast. Like I've wanted to get back into that for a long time is another way to engage with people. Um, and also too, man, like not, not to discount the freaking shit show that is Twitter right now, because Twitter is a mess in and of itself from what's coming out. I'm not sure how much of it is actually real and how much of it are people that are just rooting against Elon right now with his succession. Um, I'm, but you know, after the whole SPF thing, it's like, I wouldn't put anything past anybody. Right. So you know, who knows what's even going to happen with Twitter down the road. So, like, I think it's important to be able to diversify, you know, where I have a presence. So that's one of the other reasons why I really want to, you know, focus on trying to spend a little bit more time building up, you know, the Twitch, YouTube, um, newsletter side of things. Because it's like, bro, I want to be able to continue to communicate with everybody regardless of what happens on here down the road. Right. I'm you know, still like, basically hedge your bets. Hey, bro, I <laughs> I have actually put a decent amount of stuff down for it, and it is just – it's been a distracting time, to say the least. So all my, all my content has been purely put toward Twitter. <laughs> um, Twitter, I mean, everything else going on with that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's it'll, – it'll happen. It's tough that whenever you haven't written for a while to really find your groove and find the structure that you want to kind of represent you and carry your voice. Yeah, it's 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 difficult to, you know, navigate through that and, and try to fine tune it and hone on one specific thing. But I mean, you're you're a multifaceted, you know, content creator. I would that's the title I would put it's, it's, surrounded around financial markets and whatnot like 
if you can just keep exposing yourself to those multiple platforms that you're doing and be consistent with it, you know, like if you have a newsletter, your, your readers are going to want to read that they're waiting for it. So always keep that in mind too, like to always give back to that audience to give them that, that those pure intentions back to them with being that consistent uh, content creator. If that's the path you so choose. Exactly, bro. I mean, hey, how did you figure it out? Whenever, you know, for anybody that's in the audience that doesn't know, 80s is an author, wrote this badass book called Purality. What what inspired you to finally sit down and do it? Had you ever had experience with writing prior to that? Like, what was it that really helped you focus in on that and, you know, get to where you were able to publish a freaking book? I mean, it... I explain it actually in the book, but I'll give you like a five second little thing here. Um, I, I did write when I was younger. It was something that was an outlet for me to express my emotions. Um, growing up, it was kind of hard uh, to express those emotions. So I would write those thoughts out a lot. And, you know, going through my healing journey after breaking my neck and, and experimenting with psychedelics and other stuff like that. It's like, you know, I'm not doing anything right now productive. I need to give back to humanity. And that was my, like, motivation to say, fuck it. I'm going to sit down here every single day and I'm going to write. And I, I, I made it a discipline to set aside time. And you can do this with anything in life, just not with writing. I set aside a few hours in the morning to just write no matter what. And then later on that night, I would write again for a couple more hours and just having that consistency with it. It's like, I knew that I have a story to tell and I like writing. It, I'm, I'm, it, it's enjoying for me. I get joy out of it. Um, I don't know if I'm a good writer or not, but I like to do it. And I got to the point where I was like, this is what I'm going to do moving forward because everything else in life kind of like, was taken away from me. So this was my avenue to deliver my pure intentions to help other people. Oh, that's awesome, man. Um, you know, cause it, it's something that I think that what you just said there was really important, right? You know, where you're like, F it. If, if anybody else thinks I'm good or not, like I am just going to use this as an avenue because, you know, it's almost like prayer, right? Where you're just sitting down and you're able to externalize those thoughts and put them down and be able to craft them. And it's a form of art in and of itself, right? You know, you're not sitting there and you don't have a brush that you're painting with on a canvas. Your canvas is the paper and, you know, what you're leaving, the art, are, you know, piecing together the words on the paper, right? Like it's something that in the same way that art can have a visceral impact on somebody that sees it and how it can connect with multiple different people in different ways. It's the same thing with words, whether, you know, you're speaking them or putting them down on paper, whatever it is, it's something that, you know, transcends you and that moment. I also had it in a little post-it next to my computer you're writing this book to help one person. You're not writing this book for clout, for fame, for sales or anything like that. I never gave a shit about money or anything like that with books. And all I wanted to do was at least help one fucking person in life because that's a noble life to live, to give those intentions out to people in a very, very loving, 
unconditional loving way. And I did. I, I, I succeeded. I, I, I was able to accomplish that. I have helped at least one person with that. And then the other piece of motivation that I always kept next to my computer, and I have it right here in front of me to, to this day, the sense of potential audience should create in you both energy and a feeling of obligation. Your writing will become more effective when you are aware that you must please involve, awaken, provoke, excite, and move other people. And that was the motivation I needed. And that kept me going every single day. I love that, man. Absolutely love to hear it. Um, you know, and I appreciate you guys coming up here today. Another, so anybody that's in the audience right now, we never have 300 people that hop on the uh, Wonky Stonk Weekly. And I need to change the title because I'm going to forget what episode that we're on. <laughs> we're on episode 38. Okay, so it's 38, right? So like, yeah, let, me, let me change that back <laughs> real quick. Because otherwise it gets confusing whenever I'm doing the next week. So NFTs, Wonky Weekly Alpha, episode 38. So, you know, we've been doing this for 38 weeks straight. And, you know, we're going to do it. I don't care what the price is. Like, I'm going to do it for another 38 weeks, right? And another 38 weeks past that. Because I enjoy being able to connect with you guys to be able to open this up. And, you know, whether things are easy or... <laughs> whether they're difficult, right? Like, I think it's important to be able to continue to meet, have that community and talk through them. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's always, always fun doing these. So every single Friday, um, you know, we do it, give ledge art a follow, uh, that is the wonky stonk account. And, um, yeah, you know, be on the lookout for them as we keep them up. I'm going to, tweet out what I brought up earlier. I still need to think the best way to phrase it, et cetera. But as far as, you know, keeping an eye on the situation with the stonks and making sure that, you know, anybody that has one on there that I'm able to help out if we end up getting them stuck. So we got to wait a little bit more clarity from FTX on that situation. Um, yeah. You know, like that's the most important thing at the end of the day. Like, you know, it really is looking out for uh, your community. So, and I looked at it like, bro, I've still got 220 stonks that I, I bought. I bought all of them on, you know, secondaries myself, but I, you know, I bought them for the purpose of being able to expand and grow the community. But more than anything else, I think the real important thing here is it's like, bro, you got to protect the community you have. So. Um, but yeah, guys, I've actually got to take a break because I've got to get some lunch, do some of that real quick. I'm going to hop on here in the next hour and a half, uh, with unusual whales and hop on their space, talk a little bit more about the FTX situation there. So also kind of going to give my voice a break too. <laughs> yeah. Much love Kaleo and uh, appreciate everybody listening in today and, um, y'all have a beautiful weekend and much love. For sure. Thanks for bringing me up, man. Pleasure. Yeah, man. Enjoyed it. Take it easy, guys. Everybody enjoy their weekend. Have a great one, guys.